<laughs> this is Trail Talk 24 with Jam and Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was awesome. That was a hee hee hee. We're good. back once again. Welcome back to the show. Great to see you guys. We've got people tuning in live to Facebook and Instagram. Yup. If you guys have any questions, a reminder once again, please feel free to comment. We'll get to them at the end of the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've got about 30 minutes. We've got to crunch this one in a little bit because yeah. we have a lot going on these days. Yeah. It's a quiet march for us at, here at Aravipa. We've got just one event on the books. Mesquite Canyon, but next month we got four. Yep, every and there's <laughs> there's technically five Saturdays, but yeah. there's four events, so that's gonna be bonkers. Bonkers, it's exciting. But looking ahead, we've got Mesquite Canyon yep. coming up, and it is the finale of what we call the Desert Runner Trail series, which is something that basically helped birth Era Viper Running. It was the first series of trail runs that I created back in 2010. Actually, yeah, I was going to say nine, but 10 was the first year that we had those going on. And the series has grown to encompass seven, kind of eight events, because Damn Good Run is kind of the the bastard child of the Dirt series. It's the newbie. It's the, the actual awards ceremony yeah. in our volunteer appreciation race. So Mesquite Canyon is one of my favorites on the calendar. It's pretty. And I think I just got the okay to run it. Really? Yeah. The Ooh. 50K. And it is literally a dream come true for me because oh. since I dreamed up that course back in 2009, I've really, really wanted to race that one. So nice. I think I'm going to be filming the race experience. It's going to be absolutely gorgeous out there, too, because all like we've gotten so much rain this year oh, and all the wildflowers are going to be in bloom next weekend for this race so if you guys are out uh come and check us out because it is gonna be so so you're gonna great be off there. the charts uh, i've already seen some people posting photos just yeah. all the yellows are out currently but, yeah and i think purples too but i think all the colors will be out all the colors all right yeah it's gonna be fun there's yeah. uh really a distance for everyone at that one we've got mm-hmm. four mile half marathon 30k 50k 50 mile yeah and it's gonna be a great time other nice thing about that one is it's actually a mountain course. You actually climb up into the mountains. A lot of our dirt series races are lower down. Yeah. Uh, this one gets up there, and it's, goat, a, it's actually a lot cooler. The goat camp? Goat camp is often feared, but I've heard they've redone they the trail. They cleaned it up. They cleaned have it up. It? I have not. Okay. I've seen like pictures. Everybody from Aravipa is posting pictures of... All of the yeah, the super smoothness. I'm stoked. Mm. So we got to circle back around because Old Pueblo happened this last weekend. Yeah, and you ran in it. I did. It was your first ultra. It was my first attempt, ultra. And we want to see. Well, actually, first ultra. But let's just talk about that. Okay. Do you just want to give us a rundown and then <sighs> see if I got some questions for you, or if the audience has yeah. questions? Yeah. I mean, let's, if you uh, guys if you guys have questions, please feel free to ask. But let's um, just get. I want to get your perspective uh, on the day. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a really good day. It was perfect weather. Um, it wasn't too cold at the start line. Um, I actually took the one hour early start, 
um, headed out in the dark and was treated to like one of the best sunrises um, that I've ever experienced. It was absolutely gorgeous. Um, I had the pleasure of running 20 miles with John and Kat Armstrong. Um, and these guys are like the ultra couple <laughs> and they are absolutely amazing and they set a pace for me and um, I was able to keep it up really just pretty, just an easy, fun pace um, for the first 20 miles. Um, and then I kind of fell apart a little bit before getting up to the, the first loop. Um, my heel kind of started hurting me just a little bit, um, but I got into mile 25, 26. It was, it was a long 25 miles. That was not 25 miles. So the first loop, which was supposed <laughs> to be 25 miler, it was a marathon? It was, oh, it was more than a marathon. What did you clock I, on It was 26.8, I think, um, almost 27 miles. And, but I got in, retaped my heel. Um, I saw my crew. They were absolutely fantastic. My sister came out um, from Kansas City to help crew. Uh, Bill Graves and Lloyd from uh, Endurance Care. They were awesome all day long and um, got me up and out of the 25 mile mark. And I trekked it up uh, the hill again um, for that nine mile stretch. And I kind of fell apart at mile 30 completely. Um, you hit the wall at mile really, 30, the ultra wall. The ultra wall. It was just, I complete like, I was not hungry. Everything that I tried to eat made me nauseous. Um, I was trying to drink as much as I can, but even that was kind of a struggle for me. I got really, really hot. Um, yeah, and it was just a lot of climbing on Forest Service Road, and I was just mentally kind of beat down by that point. Um, and then at mile 33, the sweeps caught up with me, so I knew I was DFL. <laughs> and Not a um, good sign. Not a great sign. Um, so after that, after seeing them, I became extremely paranoid about my pace. Um, I was checking my watch every, like, what I felt was every, like, 30 seconds um, to see, you know, realistically what I could do. Um, and then when I got into uh, the, the aid station there... Um, I had clocked around 36 miles, and I had, um, I think, just less than two hours to do another six miles to the next aid station, and I knew realistically that it wouldn't happen, um, considering my pace. So I dropped at 36 and got in a truck and hauled it back to the start line and um, was thrilled, though, because I got to see three of our Aravipa um, colleagues finished the race. So David and Josh and Norm all finished the race. Um, and that was David's first 50 miler. And it was really cool to see. So uh, as far as my experience went, I mean, I kind of experienced all the highs and the lows. And I learned a lot, definitely. And uh, did not deter me from ultra running. Like immediately after that, I'm like, I'm coming back for 2018. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to crush this course. I know what I need to do to get like through two loops. So I'm excited. Would you do anything different race day, or would it be more in your training and build-up? It would you be think my. It was? it was my training and build-up. Yeah. I think um, definitely there was more climb than I anticipated. That was a legit mountain course. Um, <laughs> there was a section um, after the first aid station um, to Cave Creek. It was just like a six-mile section, but that was some of the toughest climb, really, really steep, very narrow trail, overgrown, rutted, um, really cool, but extremely difficult. I mean, the winter, I think, was over eight hours. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. So, it, and Sion's a strong runner, too. So, yeah. I, it's definitely... It's a, it's, it's a tough it, it is. I think it's deceivingly difficult. And yeah. I think, too, it sounds like it might be a little long as well, so... It was a little... I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I hit 25, 
And then a little while later, I saw Bob's sign that said, uh, one mile to go, chop, chop. And I was like, one mile still. <laughs> I was like, Never no. Never something you want to see. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was a good So first what are you experience. looking, are you looking at stepping down back to like a 50K distance next? Are you going to, what do you want to do next? Do you have um, anything planned out? I mean, I keep looking at, there's three races that I keep looking at. Um, one is the nine trails, 35 miles, and it's actually twice the amount of climb. So, um, I just, You're just going for it. I'm just going to yeah, go for it. Yeah, you don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Um, there's another one. There's another 50 mile, um, and I think it's in August, and it's another mountain 50 mile. Squaw Peak 50. Uh, it's not Squaw you Peak. Were looking at that I know. One. I was okay. looking at that one. I think I need to settle down my like settle down just a little <laughs> bit. Um, gosh, what is it called? Uh, like Lone Bear or something? Maybe I can't remember. Um, but it's another 50 mile in the mountains, and. Um, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to step back. I want to keep going, and I really, I think I can, really kind of find a good. You still got an ultra miles. under your yeah. belt. I mean, so what? It's not called a finish. You get thirty six miles out there. That's the farthest that I've gone, and I was thrilled with that. So that's awesome. Yeah, I know I can do more. Good stuff. You filmed the whole thing, didn't you? Yeah. So there's a little, there's a short video up right now on the Run Steep Get High channel, the old Pueblo Fifty. It gives you a taste of the race. Um, I know there's a clip of you in there, but I filmed a lot of our Aravipa staff. Yeah. We're going to be making a uh, more in-depth film about all of them running the race that'll come out maybe in a week or two weeks. So keep an eye out for that one. Cool. Yay. It's a good recap. Yep. So uh, move on to Trail Tube. Yeah. You want to play a little game with me? Sure. Okay. So Let's do it. this is called True Confessions, right? Okay. So with Trail Tube, we play a game every week. Uh, we find these off the internet. And um, we kind of recreate them <laughs> for fun. And so this is called True Confessions. I'm going to hold up two envelopes. In these envelopes, one and, one and, one and two, one and two. I don't know. There we go. Ha-ha. Um, there is two stories. One is true and one is false. Um, I'm going to ask you to pick one of my envelopes. I will read you the story, and then you have one minute to interrogate me to decide whether that is a true confession or not. Okay. Cool? Okay, so you choose two. number two. I love that it says Jubes on the back. Is that how we're spelling this now? <laughs> <laughs> That's how Robert Lopez spells it. I called him Rolo. If he gets to call me Jubes, I said I get to call you Rolo. Okay. Ooh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> Oh, he's got the clock up over oh, there. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So does it start after I read the story? Okay. <coughs> okay, so one time in college for spring break, I was flying to New York, and we had a layover in Chicago. While I was in the airport, um, I bumped into Oprah Winfrey, and she was excessively rude to me. In college? Yeah. And what college did you go to? University of St. Mary. And what was Oprah wearing that day? Uh, it was like a red blazer and... Uh, she was like wearing like a pantsuit type of thing, but it was like a red blazer. I didn't actually know it was Oprah until like I bumped into her and it was... Why was she rude to you? Um, I, I, I mean, I didn't mean to bump into her, but... So you bumped into her and then she was rude to you? Yeah. Were you rude by... By no mean. Like, I was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. And like, <laughs> I, she just kind of gave me a face. I was like, that, I think that was Oprah. I think I already know. Do I have to wait until the whole thing? I think it's false. It is false. Yes. Oprah. Okay. <laughs> you would not be able to remember what she was wearing. Come on. Maybe. No. 
If if it was Oprah. Okay. Which one do you want? Uh, a number one, please. Can I open my true story? Can I just see what she chose? Okay. Okay. In 2015, at Tusher's 93K, I dropped my GoPro into the porta potty at the start line, and I had to wrap my hand in toilet paper and pull it out. And what what year was that? 2015. And what were you filming? I was filming the Tusher 93K. Were you running the Tusher 93K? I ran the whole race, and I filmed the whole race. And you dropped it in the porta potty. Shit happens. <laughs> um, did you continue filming after you had dropped it in the... It was rolling. It was rolling. Yeah. Do you have footage of this right now? <laughs> it's never been released publicly. None of the footage has ever been released publicly from this race. Did the GoPro have the, the little waterproof, waterproof case, case on it? Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't a total loss. <laughs> At what mile was this? It was at the start line. Before the race started. And you just, did you, were you able to sanitize your hands? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have hand, hand sanitizer in there. And it was just the hand sanitizer you just like. Well, I had to go into the, the, I had to go into the ski lodge and actually wash off the, the waterproof case. I want to say wildly that's true. It's false! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good though. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Can you read me my, your true story? Oh, sure. I don't even know what it is, but I'll read it. What was your other one? My true story is when I was 17, I had to call in tardy to my first hour class because I backed my car into a pit of an old railroad turntable, and I had to call a tow truck because my car was at a 90-degree angle. It was like, boop, boop. <laughs> when I was 10 years old at my parents' house in Glendale, I had pet ducks, and I watched dogs break into their cage and kill them. That's terrifying. <laughs> it, it was. It was really sad. It sucked. That's such a sad, sad we story. We had pet ducks. Who, who has those? I don't know. I think thinking I back on it, it seems kind of weird, but also awesome. Aww. Mallard ducks. Mallards. They're cool. I forget the names, but they were cool. Um, Do you want to talk to the audience a little yeah. bit? All right. So I got Instagram. Jubilee has Facebook. <laughs> Run Adventures asks, Jamil, any Canada visits this year? Uh, none scheduled. But if there's a compelling reason to go, I would love to. Gary Robbins, if you're watching, maybe you can make it happen. Maybe you can somehow get me up there to Squamish or something. Easy Adventures, you look hot in that shirt, Jamil. Thank you. Oh, my. Is that Jeremy? I think he's Easy Adventures. Thanks, dude. That's uh, Jeremy, the founder of this beautiful, amazing race. Mm. Uh, we're proud of you, Jubes. From the Lang family, that's 614 Trail Runner. Yay, thank Kyle you. Kyle Roy, glad you're motivated again, Jamil. Barkley yeah. predictions. I predict that I will get onto Loop 4 this year, but I won't make it onto Loop 5. Other predictions? <laughs> I'd love to say that no one will finish this year. Ooh. Because I still want to be the 15th finisher. Todd Trimble, for fun, would you be willing to run Mesquite Canyon dressed up as your Jam Jam character? <laughs> <laughs> In a blazer? In a tie? It maybe the glasses? That's amazing. Please uh, do. I would consider it. Maybe with the blazer and the sunglasses? Okay. Interesting. Thanks, I Todd. Look that's good. a great suggestion. I get, maybe it depends how hot it is. If it's 95 degrees out, I don't know. But again, I'll still consider it. 
I like it. Can you do like more a, more suggestions like this? Can That's you do fantastic. A, a, like a blazer crop, like a crop blazer and a crop here. I think you could. And just like a half jam. Half jam. Half jam. Great effort, Jubes. Awesome job, Jubes. Great attitude, Jubes. See, so we've got the Jubes spelling. There's, it's kind of like the you either going pubes or boobs. Oh God. <laughs> like I'm just gonna say it because I don't care. I was going to say it later, but I just said it now. So you got two options there on the spelling. Let's okay. see what happens. All right. I don't know what the public, like, what Rhymes do you guys want? With. Do you guys want Jubes, J-U-B-E-S, or Jubes, J-O-O-B-S? I don't know. I think Mount Outpost character should be J-O-O-B-S. Okay. So this is the J-U-B-E-S. <laughs> yeah. And then. And then the correspondent Jubes. Or, like, when you redo the Chipotle challenge, mm-hmm. you're Jubes. Yeah. Jubes. Double O Jubes. Good attitude, Jubes. <laughs> August in Arizona, hot. What were we talking about? August in Arizona. Oh, your race is coming up. You're not talking about doing an Arizona race in August. No, it's not okay. in Arizona. It's in California. But we may have an Arizona race in August, but mm-hmm. it will be up at 7,000 feet in the pine trees where there's shade and it's nice out. Yes. Perfect. Great. Jamil, this is from Run Adventures. Any plans on more awesome videos like Walmsley's Grand Canyon Run or Zach Miller finish at NF50? Absolutely. More in the works. And I'm going to talk a lot more about video production, all that stuff, in my Steep Life video series coming up very soon. We're getting into the swing of things. I've got some big announcements on that coming up. Marathon 07. Do you like Phoenix Summer Training? Do you? Do you? I've been really trained in the summer here in Phoenix. Uh, nope. I I love, I yes, I do love it. I also love getting away from it. Yeah. It depends what I'm training for. When I was training for Angelus Crest a few years back, which is in August, and it can get over 100 degrees on race day, I love it because I have a perfect proving ground here yeah. in Arizona you just have to acclimate for it too. You got to spend yeah. two to three weeks getting out there every day in the heat of the day. Your body does adapt. I also would always carry minimum four water bottles with me at all times: two to drink, two to pour on my head. Whew. Just got to stay wet. Yeah. Uh, but I also like going to Colorado and training in the San Juans, and that yes. might be what I'm doing this summer. Yep, that's my favorite. New Montana 36 is badass, he says. Yay. This just in, Jubes was a dick to Oprah. <laughs> Ooh. I think that is false, but. It is. Jamal, Jamil is Should good, Jam is good, is too good of a liar. I don't know what to believe anymore. So Seriously? a little bit more about that story. I actually did film at the Tushers 93 That's the thing, I've seen that, that, that video of the Tushers. Well, it never went public, though. You didn't. You saw some of the footage. Well, maybe. I saw some of the footage okay. because maybe we have we have it archived. Yeah, here. it is archived here. So, so I did film with a GoPro. So it's like I knew there was that a was shred there. of truth, but me dropping it in the porta potty completely false. But that's the thing. Like, even if you had dropped it, I can see you. Like, oh no, I'm not losing that. Just fish it right on out. No gear, noidia. Any cramping during the race, jubes? Um, it was mostly my stomach. <laughs> I just had really bad, like, uh, just so nauseous, and everything I ate was just not good. I see Fishman asks, Jubes, at any point, did you ask yourself, WTF am I doing? Yeah. 
mostly at the beginning and then again probably around like mile 22 and then again like at mile 30 and then again at mile 33 when the sweeps got me i'm like that's ah, fine so all the time i guess new montana says the weather at barkley is going to be awful how do you know man Dude. it's like way too early to tell <laughs> Um, most likely, yes, I agree. And that's why I love it. And that is what is going to create a difference between the men and the boys, so to speak. Or the women and the girls, I don't know. Just all of Something the peoples? Like How about that? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a huge factor, as it always is. Yeah. New Montana, Jubes, for your next ultra, will your drop bags be as large? <laughs> you were so prepared. So let's talk about the drop bags. Did you use what was in there? Did you even open them? Did you not care? Um, I was think it, the only the reason, the only one that I really needed was at the, the first one when my crew wasn't there. Everything else, no, I didn't really need all of that stuff. Um, but did it make you feel better having it there just the in The first case? time, yeah. I mean, okay. I was just, it was kind of like a security blanket. I had never done that. I was like, I don't know what I need, so let's take everything. It's um, a good thing. Yeah. And so I would rather be over-prepared, over-prepared than under-prepared. But yeah, next time I'm scaling it way back. There's, that's no reason to have that amount of stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've graduated a little bit from that. And it's funny because a lot of European races, I was talking about this with some people out at the race course this year you're allowed one or two drop bags for the whole race, and it could be a 100-miler. Yeah. And so you can access your first one after, like, 15 hours of running, and then your next one after six more hours. So it's like, you kind of got to be self-sufficient. Yeah. And you all, they also have required gear there oh, as okay. well. So yeah. you're having to carry a lot more with you at all times. And the American philosophy is more like, you know, well, I don't. I want to carry as little as possible. I want nothing with me, and I just have, want like, to access all these crews and, and bag stations and, and everything. Yeah. And the other thing is, they don't believe in pacers either. Because we were talking about that. We were thinking it would have made sense at Old Pueblo to have a pacer from mile forty to the finish. I think. It and I don't know why they don't do that. Yeah. So Bob Bachani, Tucson Trail Runners, whoever, if you guys are listening, please consider it. Yeah, I think please. it. I think it, there's no reason not to. It's easy to get to that aid station. Uh, if I knew I had a pacer at 40, I would have really... I think you should be able to do that. There's really no reason not to have it. Yeah. And I think it could be have a huge boost. Because I was talking to your sister and saying, man, how great would it be for you to look forward to having your sister with you yeah. to share that experience. Yeah. And I get it. It's not the European model. They don't even allow pacers for the most difficult 100-mile races. It's just not a thing over there. Yeah. So, But here, it's accepted. Jubes autocorrects to Junes. It does. Someone says that. <laughs> we have a lot of people saying they like Jubes with J-O-O-B-S, the double O. J O O B S and the double um, What did you eat during the race? Asks No Gear Noidia. Um, I ate. I had a lot of those like little g- glucose things. Um, I ate the Karimalitas religiously. Really, those are good. Yeah. Um, probably I try to like eat a couple every few miles. Um. And that was just like a constant fuel. So that was actually really, really good. Um, and then oranges, best tasting oranges of my life. It was amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. I ate oh, yeah. I think they were Cara Cara or Cara Cara. I don't know how to say it. I got made fun of because I didn't know how to say it. Really? Cara <laughs> Cara oranges. I don't know. But They're they kind of like pinkish. Yeah. Inside. They were so, good. so good. Yeah. A lot. A lot of oranges and like peanut butter and jellies and all kinds of We've got Gentleman Wick. Steep life is sick. Keep it up. Yay. We will. Every day. Every damn day. 
Lake Stanford, any future ultra races considerations in Sedona by Arabipa? Short answer, yes. Not sure when that'll happen. Um, Gentleman Wick syrup, syrup shots. shots. No. <laughs> Maybe not this one. Maybe next time. We'll Ooh. save the syrup for the apple cider vinegar drink. So, what do we got over on Facebook? Yeah, Rolo is here. Them. See? Told you. <laughs> um, I knew it was false. Amy Burnett says, I knew it was false because Jamil would totally post that video <laughs> yeah. if it had fallen in. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> some more jubes, but all the guys will say jubes, J-O-O-B-S. Okay. <laughs> um, Tim Paziora says J-U-B-E-Z, jubes. And Tim Paziora also says, Jam, you and Skylar should do another drop bag challenge this summer. We definitely need to rekindle our relationship a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brendan Welling wants to know best Mogion Monster qualifiers for 2017. Out of the three, Never Summer 100K, Tushers 93K, or Kachina Mosa 100K? Well, I've never run Never Summer or Kachina Mosa. Um, so Never Summer is, I believe, up near the Front Range of Colorado. Tushers 93K is in kind of like middle of the land Utah, like middle of nowhere Utah. And Kachina Mosa is kind of near the Wasatch Mountains. Cool. I would say I've heard good things about Never Summer. I've never run Kachina Mosa so that sounds really interesting to me. I think Wasatch um, is amazing. Tushers, I thought yeah. was beautiful as well and yeah. tough. So is that more like a desert race? Like nope, no? it's high up in the mountains. Is it? It's kind of like a yeah, like a mini, not quite hard rock, but it's got some really high alpine stuff. Okay, it's cool. Awesome. So excited for Mesquite Fifty K. See you there, Nick. Yay! I'm ex- excited for that. Uh, Jubes, after your first 50-miler attempt, what advice would you give someone else who is about to attempt the same distance for the first time? Um, for me, uh, just, I, I don't know. I would just kind of trust your training. Um, I think I wasn't necessarily prepared for the climbing. Um, so know the course, know the elevation gain, um, and really kind of, like, hone your training to to what you're going to actually run. Um yeah, I should have climbed way more, I think, in my training. Um, but, uh, I mean, definitely go out slow. Like, that was probably the most enjoyable first 20 miles um, that I've, I've ever run um, because I was able to keep a really, like, steady, even pace um, and find somebody to chat with on the trail because that helps a lot. Ooh. Got a couple more here. we got to wrap things up in a couple minutes. Um... L.C. Fishman, Jubes, how many miles a week did you run leading up to the race? Mm, in the weeks before, not very many. Probably less than, oh gosh, probably less than 30 um, a week. I think my my biggest week was around like 40, 45 miles, and I think that was pretty much it. Um, yeah. yeah. Probably not, needed to not, be more like 40 average, maybe a high of 60 for yeah. ideal, but you get there. I'll get there. I started with low base. New Montana, good episode. Good luck, you two. Thank you so much for tuning in and for all the great questions. Nathan17, hell yeah, Jamil Kickass on the new fire lit for Barkley training. He's talking about some of the new videos we've been putting out every day for Steep Life, kind of chronicling some struggles I had with my training. And then I I don't know quite what it was, but I kind of kicked myself in the pants and got things rolling. So it's been fun posting the videos. It's keeping me motivated because I know that people are now watching and I've said 
that I'm going to do 20,000 feet of climbing this week. Keeps so yeah. if I don't do that, then I'm kind of letting you guys down. So it's been a great tool for me to keep myself motivated. Like last night, I did three runs yesterday, and I went back out last night at 8 p.m. Nice. And I was all over the Phoenix Mountains just hammering away up and down ridgelines, getting some vert in. And uh, I'm going to leave the office here in like two hours and get – a run in before a group run because I need to get I'm trying More to get 2,500 feet a day I guess for maybe the week yeah and that'll get me up to about 15,000 and then I want to hit maybe a couple I think that math's right maybe not maybe it's 12.5 and then I want to have a couple bigger days this weekend so nice. you know, at least one 6,000 foot day uh thank you for this guys thank you as well I missed the whole episode, but good to see your faces. Catch up on this later. The Real Deal Runner. And as you know, this is archived on YouTube as well as yep. it's a podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Yep. Andy Freeman, 80. New Steep Life is awesome. Missed the episode, but now looking to catch up. Go Jubes. Great effort. Always next run. Cool. Um, Jose Sandoval says, just tuning in, uh, so maybe I missed it. Jules. What is your biggest takeaway from the your first 50? And great job either way. Takes cojones to even toe the line. Um, yeah, biggest takeaway was that I am so much more capable of, like, I don't know, big goals and bigger distances than I thought. So I'm just going to keep pushing and keep going, and I'm excited for it. So, And Tim Pazioris says, I'm having trouble with calorie intake during longer races and runs. Any tips? Um, I would say if you're getting tired, using one type of fuel, like just gels or just blocks or mix it up, have multiple options. That's the thing for me that I found when I try to just go with one thing, whether it was just dates or just fruit or just gels, I would get sick off of it. So having options, trying different things, mixing in, you know, liquid with solid foods and also eating enough the night before and a little Mm -hmm. like a decent breakfast the morning of something that'll stick with you it's nice to get going with the race for and be able to run an hour and a half without really being starving and having to choke down a gel because it kind of gets your body used to the idea of running and kind of gets everything all cylinders firing that's my belief anyways i don't know if i have scientific proof for that but i found if i can have enough in me to get things going, then once I start introducing the food, it just burns. Cool. Okay, we're probably going to have to wrap things up for this week, but thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, guys.